Why don't you clap your hands, all you people? Hallelujah. Man, oh man. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Amen. We're going to let Sister Boyd rest tonight, I guess. I don't know. Amen. That she could sing. Amen. And get it any higher. If that's a term, we use that term. I don't really know what that means. Amen. But the presence of the Lord is here. Sister Kirsten, that was tremendous. My goodness. Hallelujah. My Jesus. He can make a way where there is no way. Has he ever done that for you? I like that. There's no sinner that he can't save. <laughs> I think I said that this week. Amen. I believe that, don't you? Amen. Christ. Hallelujah. He's that he is what it's all about. Amen. The Holy Ghost. I said last night. Amen. We believe in one God manifest in three persons. We believe that. Amen. In persons, three. God, one. Essence, they're all the same. Amen. The Father sent the Son because he so loved the world. He gave his Son. Amen. In the Holy Ghost, Jesus said, it's expedient that I go away. Because if I go away, I will send you another comforter. Amen. And the Holy Ghost came. And you know what? He's not here to speak of himself. He's here to glorify Christ. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, when you get to bragging, amen, on Jesus and singing about Jesus, the Holy Ghost is going to anoint you. Hallelujah. And that's what Sister Kirsten was doing. Amen. And I, I you know, I always, I'm a type of person I can remember certain songs certain moments, amen, and remember it the rest of my days. And that's going to be one of those nights, hallelujah, that I may hear that song again. I'm sure I will, amen. Matter of fact, I'm going to find out who sings it and get it on my playlist, amen, hallelujah. My brother, If the brother back there can help me, I'll just get him to give me a clip of her singing it. I just assume hear her sing it, amen. You know how it is nowadays. You can hear a pretty good song, and it's, it's, it's pretty good until you see who's singing it. Huh? <laughs> you may not be that way, but uh, hallelujah. But I know, I know, amen. That was, that was powerful. Hallelujah. And I, I pray to God tonight, amen, that I don't hurt or kill it. You know, I, uh, I evangelized, I think, before uh, I, I went into pastoring. There was a little... Uh, reprieve in between evangelizing and pastoring but about a seven, seven years and that was back in the in the 90s in the 1900s way back yonder in the 1900s amen I was evangelizing and uh, many times I, I my, my style of preaching I guess and you probably know is it took about a week amen and that was back when you had three week revivals and four week revivals and you know, I mean, it, it was nothing nothing uh, out of the ordinary. Usually when I booked a revival in the 90s, hey man, you booked it for two weeks or the pastor wanted you to save the next week. It's not that way hardly anymore. Times have changed a little bit. But it would always take me, Brother Eddie, and I'd say you were probably kind of the same way. That first week I was always kind of plowing a little bit. Hey man, breaking up the fallow ground. 
Amen. Turning the dirt a little bit. Amen. Along about that second week, the rain would start falling. Yes. Amen. And I don't know, amen, what kind of service we'll have here tonight. I don't know how the altar call would end. I know how I would like it to end, but I, I don't know. Amen. That's in God's hands. Amen. It's, it's in the Holy Ghost hands. But, amen, I believe in God that I have challenged you in the few nights that I'm here. And it's really hard to get in a groove on three nights. Amen. To really, you know, to, to really. So, I mean, as Brother Eddie told me today, it's kind of like a pop, pop, pop. Amen. That's about what it is. I'm trying to, you know, but I want to hit the mark. Amen. And I'd like to hear when I talk to your preacher several weeks from now, man, we broke out in revival. Because it's not about me. Amen. This is kingdom work. Revival's kingdom work, folks. Amen. It's it's not about me being here and saying, oh, I, I'm the evangelist. We went we went three weeks at Brother Eddie's, and uh, that's one not that's not what it's about. Amen. It's about God moving and touching lives, and I believe He is. Praise God. Let's go to the Book of Acts tonight, chapter number two. The Book of Acts, chapter number two, and uh, we'll read some very familiar scriptures here. And uh, I've had this on my heart for some time. And uh, it'd been all right tonight if I didn't say anything to tell you the truth, and especially the way it was going. Uh, I, you know, I hope I'm not changing gears. Uh, I'll try to tie everything in, even what we were feeling. But uh, I really have felt this on my heart for weeks, amen, just in general toward the church, not just Bible Way or Sterlington Holiness Tabernacle where I pastor. Amen, or, or Trinity, uh, where, where my mom and dad go to church in, in Oklahoma. I, I'm, not, I'm not talking, thinking of it. I'm talking in general over the whole church world. Amen. I've asked God, I've been praying about it, that God would give us this type of revival. I believe that it is needed. Amen. And uh, I think you'll understand uh, what what, I, what uh, I'm saying once I get started. But uh, again, we want to thank you for everything that was done for us while we were here. Appreciate Brother Eddie allowing us to come and, uh, and, and being a friend to me. And at times he's been an ear that I've, amen, uh, uh, shot things off of him. And we appreciate his friendship. And uh, each and every one, each and every one of you, your friendship. Like I said, the first night, it's good to be, you know, I, I think I preached camp meeting here in 2017. And that, that was a tough year for me because when I preached camp meeting, it's a wonder I was even able to preach because I had two weddings in 49 days and your all's camp meeting was right in the middle of it. Shay didn't come, if you remember that. Kaylee come with me. And, uh, but uh, man, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, we, we're just uh, hoping, uh, I forgot what I was saying, I got, you know, Man, I'm getting old, folks. I don't have all-timers, just some-timers. And I totally lost my train of thought right there. Has that ever happened to you? And I'm not going to sit here and wait for you to come back, but we're just going to go on, okay? Hallelujah. All right, Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. 
And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. And then there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Praise God. Father, we're asking you tonight in the name of Jesus that you would touch us for just a few moments to preach to these good people. Lord, I thank you for them. I thank you, Lord, that from the first time we've come, there are those tonight that are still here. Father, that are keeping the faith and traveling on this journey. I pray tonight, Lord, that you would use us as a vessel, as a mouthpiece, Lord, to, to plow or to break up ground. Or, Lord, if you feel like sending the rain while we preach, we pray that you would. But I pray, God, that you would touch tonight. Let us leave Foley, Alabama, knowing that we did your perfect will. And we'll praise you and give you glory for it. In Jesus' name, and the church said, Amen and Amen. Praise God. I'd like to preach tonight, if the Lord would help me. I'd like to preach about a, a burning Pentecost. Amen. A burning Pentecost. I want to tell you the Pentecostal message in my life and in my church, I wanted it to be a perennial message. One that is perpetual. One that is enduring and constant. One that is consistent and persistent. Amen. I want Pentecost to be something that is regularly repeated and renewed in the lives of my church people. I want it to be continued without interruption. I want it to be present in all seasons, amen, of the year. And not only in the year, but all seasons, amen, in our Christian walk. There are those tonight that are in the dead of winter. It's cold tonight. And you need the fire to warm you. There are those that are in the springtime. Amen of their experience. Or maybe the summer. Or maybe you feel that it is fall. But I want to tell you the Pentecostal message tonight is for you and your children and your children's children. We are Pentecostal in faith. We are Pentecostal in doctrine. We are Pentecostal by experience. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Are you hearing me? The Holy Ghost is not a deaf mute. He can speak for himself. We believe tonight the Holy Ghost is not an it, but he is a person. He is not a power. If he was a power, we would try to get more. But if he is a person, he wants more of you. Amen. We say, I've got the Holy Ghost. But that's not the question tonight. Does the Holy Ghost have you? Praise God. Oh, glory be to God. We that are Pentecostal, we are distinguished by praise, by our demonstrative worship our demonstrative praying our demonstrative preaching we're not afraid to sing to clap our hands to dance in the spirit 
If the spirit is in the dance, we are not afraid to run the aisles. We've done that tonight. Or make a joyful noise. For we were born at Pentecost. We were born in the fire. And we cannot stand the smoke. We don't like religion that is cold. That is formal. We like it hot. Because we are a people of fire. We are a people of praise. We are a people of worship. Amen. We love to worship the Lord in the spirit. Amen. In spirit and in truth. And in the beauty of holiness. I'm glad to be Pentecostal. I'm glad that the Lord baptized me with the Holy Ghost many years ago. As a matter of fact, I was thinking over there just a minute ago. When mom and dad got saved in 1972, that means not this, not this Pentecost Sunday. Amen. But next year, 2022, will be my 50th year of being in church. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, I pray in my 50th year, send me another Pentecost. Send my church another Pentecost. Send all my preacher brethren's church another Pentecost. Send every preacher another Pentecost. I know tonight when we think of Pentecost, we think of wind and we think of fire. We think of tongues and new wine and prayer and praise and unity. Amen. When we think of a move of the Holy Ghost, if we're not careful, we think of exhilaration and an emotion. And it will move your emotions. But we have moved in an hour that we are living in a society and a church culture that thinks the Holy Ghost is nothing but hype and, 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 and fluff and elevated moods and Amen. Cloud nine feelings. Are you hearing me? But I'm talking about having a Pentecost like they did in the first century. David Loth in in his book, The Lorenzo the Magnificent. He tells the, the stories, Brother Eddie, of the exploits of Lorenzo, of the Medicia. Amen. One of them goes like this. Amen. First of all, I must, amen, let you know who Lorenzo was. Lorenzo was a pageant director of the 16th century. He was the best that there was. Lorenzo was a great showman. He knew how to entertain the chief interest in his life was furnishing the citizens of Florence, Italy with magnificent plays and dramas, etc. He also produced many religious pageants. He meant on one particular event, he wanted to stage Pentecost. He wanted to put on a play that, that would convey to Florence Pentecost. Amen. But when it came to the descent of the tongues of fire upon the apostles, amen. However, Lorenzo, in trying to stage Pentecost, he got a little bit too realistic. He wanted actual fire. Amen. As the actual fire began to fall in that drama, it caught the flimsy trimmings. Amen. That were hanging on fire. 
everything that was on the stage that was hanging was set ablaze. Amen. And obviously in that day, they weren't equipped like we were. So not only the stage, but the whole church burnt down. Amen. That's quite a story, don't you say? But I want to tell you tonight, Amen. We are living in a day. Lorenzo was a great showman. Amen. And those, amen, in our world today, we've got to discern, amen, between the showman and the holy man. Are you with me tonight? Amen. We are needing a Pentecost that will bring old time religion, sanctified living, holy living. Amen. But we're not wanting the old time way. We're wanting the showtime way. I'm telling you, brother and sister, there's a lot that is going on under the guise of the church. Amen. I believe it was Tozer and Ravenhill both said this. They said if 95%, they said if the Holy Ghost was drawn out of the church today, they said 95% of what is going on will continue to keep happening. What they were saying was this. There was a lot that was in the 60s. They felt that there was a lot of things that were operating in the flesh. Somebody help me preach. Now I know this story of Lorenzo is a very suggestive story. It comes with a reminder that we should be visited by the real descent of Pentecostal fire. Amen. And I believe if we were a good many things that are in our churches tonight would be burned up. Amen. Come on now. And I don't necessarily think that would be a bad thing. I guess one of the great risks and one of the great dangers in 2021 Amen. In modern Pentecostalism, amen, is we have got the vernacular. It has become so watered down. The Pentecostal language has become so generic until it approaches nearly incoherence. It sounds like men that are talking out of their head. That is bred incompetence. That is led to impotence. Amen. Where we have no power. We have a form of godliness but we're denying the power thereof. I'm not just talking about Bible way. I'm talking about the church in America. Amen. We use such things as the anointing. We use it so, amen, vaguely. Amen. We've watered it down to to such a level that it hardly means what it used to. Amen. Tongues and amen. A lot of things in the Pentecostal vernacular. What I'm trying to tell you is this. I was at at a youth camp where a preacher preached on the anointing all week long. Had a lot of good things to say. But he left out one principle that whole week is that the anointing would not fall upon something strange and wouldn't fall upon the flesh. That means anybody out there with grudges, grievance, bitterness, 
Amen. Amen. They could just come and the anointing, amen, anointing was just going to fall on them. No, no, no. The anointing still falls on that which is holy and that which is pure and that which is clean. And the only way we can be clean, amen, to have the anointing is through the word of God. Amen. It through the, the through the blood of the Lamb. Are you hearing me? I read of that, that Cape Cod farmer who was shingling his house in the deep fog. He kept shingling until he fell right off the roof. He shingled his way, amen, off into the fog. And I'm afraid that's where we are in the church world. We've sin shingled and, amen, sung and, amen, went through the motions until we've fallen off the roof and we're in the fog. Amen. And we are needing a Pentecost. We are needing a burning Pentecost. Amen. We are needing the wind to blow and to blow out the smog and to blow out the fog. And then we need the fire of God. Amen. To fall upon us. Amen. Cleanse our minds. Cleanse our hearts. Are you hearing me tonight? Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Well, maybe we should have shouted, but Sister Kirsten had it so good. But I'm going to tell you tonight, this little incident from the 16th century that caught fire trying to stage Pentecost. Everything got burned up. I believe it describes our day. The church has become a stage. The pulpit in the modern church has been relegated to the corner. Now it's all about praise and worship. Obviously, I love singing. It sets the atmosphere. My children sing. We put an emphasis on it at our church. But today, amen, it's not how good the preacher preaches. It's how well the praise and worship is. The stage has became a amen, a performance. Are you hearing me? Amen. Will you say, well, what are you saying? We've darkened our churches. We put neon in them. They look like nightclubs. Come on now. We're paying our musicians. We've got everything. Amen. Right in order. I'm talking about the big churches, the mega churches. That's where it's at. Come on, somebody help me preach here. We've got smoke machines. Amen. We've got flickering lights. Amen. And all those to me are red flags that are saying it's been a long time since we've had a burning Pentecost. It's been a long time since the Holy Ghost from heaven has fell in our midst. Listen to me. There's a lot of things that can be contributed tonight to the church. Amen. Money can get a lot of things done. Money and methods and men and marketing and the right types of schemes. Amen. Can make it appear that God's blessing. But I want to tell you I wonder if the fire that fell in that first century church was to fall in the 21st century. What would be left? Amen. Could we worship him without our smoke and our neon lights? Amen. And our talent? Could we worship him if it was just in an upper room 
and it was hot and muggy and we were sweating amen I'm telling you the Holy Ghost that fell in the upper room it was a burning fire and I want to tell you we need something more in 20 and 21 than just hype amen and jump and run and I'm not against that I hope you understand what I'm meaning but we need something more than just an elevated move we need a revival where the Holy Ghost will burn burn out jealousy burn out envy burn out bitterness well I don't know if you'll shout or not listen to me if this first century experience was brought into our 21st century church culture I believe with all of my heart that a true Pentecostal outpouring would consume, burn up most of our cozy, comfortable, organized, ecclesiastical scenery and machinery. Here's the question that I must ask. Are we really ready for an actual Pentecost? Do we really want one? Could we really handle one? Oh, could we? We read the book of Acts. There was praying. There was praising. There was preaching. There was pressure. There was persecution. There was power. There was purity. Are you hearing me? Amen. All of those things. Amen. We're in the book of Acts. Are you hearing me? But I'm afraid that there are too many of us that are willing for God to do anything he wishes. As long as it doesn't disturb our plans. As long as it doesn't cramp our schedule. Amen. We have become accustomed to God moving. Amen. When we want him to. Amen. It's got difficult as a pastor to schedule an, uh, a revival. And I know May, we knew it before we started because of graduations. And that's fine. Amen. I'm not referring to this week. But I'm telling you across the country, it's got difficult because people are always busy. Amen. They're, they're too busy. They can schedule Three, three vacations a year. Amen. Do this, that, and the other. Amen. But they don't want to take the time to come to revival one week out of the year when the preacher who prays for them and fast over them has prayed and said, God, we need revival. And he sets the revival up. Amen. And then there's those empty pews that mock. Oh, God of heaven, I'm trying to preach to you. Amen. I believe, amen, tonight that, 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 that Bible way is on the brink of revival. Amen. I know, amen, God wants to give you a revival of burning, a Pentecostal burning revival. You've got preaching. You've got praising. You have people that pray. You're under pressure. And we may face persecution. But I'd like to tell you something. Amen, brother, that may be exactly what we have to face to have real revival. The wind has been in our back for so long. We've been comfortable 
comfortable and cozy for so long. Amen. That my God, that we think a move of God has to be exhilarating. It has to be showy. It has to be showtime. It's got to be like everybody else. But I want to tell you tonight, I'm believing God to give this church a Holy Ghost revival. I know in 2021, we want the Holy Ghost that blesses and not the Holy Ghost that burns. But I'm saying tonight, God give Bible way a Pentecostal revival. But let it be a revival. Amen. Where the spirit of burning, it burns up the dross. It burns up the envy. It burns up the jealousy. It gives us a revival that hell can't handle. Charles Wesley said it like this. He said, Thou who at Pentecost didst fall, do thou my sins consume. Come Holy Ghost, on thee I call. Spirit of burning, come. That's what Charles Wesley wrote. The brother of John Wesley, the founder of Methodism. They would roll over in their grave to see where the Methodist church was tonight. He said, spirit of burning, come. We only want the Holy Ghost if he's going to bless us, shout us, run us. We've been doing that for three decades, folks. We need a revival where the Holy Ghost comes and consumes us and controls us. And I know I'm preaching right. I, I don't know how it's going over, but I, I really feel the Lord is, the Lord, the Brother Eddie, not, not for you, church. I'm not here trying to, 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 to brow down or beat down. Amen. You're good people here. Amen. I'm talking about, I'm thinking over, I, I, went, I preached from California to Florida. I preached up north. I preached all across the country. I've been in this thing. It, it's going to be 36 years, or I'm going on 37. I can't remember. Amen. But I've been in it a long time. Amen. And I'm telling you, since I've been preaching in 1985, there has been a big paradigm shift in the church. The church has become more an entertainment center. It's become more a production. It's become more, amen, amen, what we could put on the stage. And we've got everything timed just right. We've got to start at a certain time. We've got to be done at a certain time. Amen. That's why Vance Habner, the old Baptist, said we start at 11 o'clock sharp and we end at 12 o'clock dull. Are you hearing me? I don't like that kind of church. I don't want that kind of church. Amen. I'm Pentecostal from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. And there's been times the Holy Ghost has come by and blessed me like he did the pastor tonight. But there's also been times the Holy Ghost has come by and he's burned me. Are you hearing me? He's burned me. Amen. Burned it out of me. Burned a bad attitude out of me. Amen. Burned a competitive spirit out of me. Amen. And I want to tell you, that's the kind of revival that we're needing. 
a revival that will burn. Lift your hands. Say, help Brother Boyd. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Amen. You remember? Amen. Can I, if I can get there. Second Samuel chapter 5. Hallelujah. I want to read something to you. I'm not going to try to preach much longer. Verse 20. And David came to Belberazim, and David smote them there, and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Belperazim. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. Woo! Are you hearing me? I'm telling you, we need a revival of burning. I don't know, Brother Eddie, if you're old enough to remember this, but I remember the, amen, the burnings that we used to have. Amen, you'd get in revival. Pastor would bring out a 55-gallon drum and things that were hid in the shadows, in the corner of the closet, under the car seat. Amen, music that was in the stereos. You'd get in a Holy Ghost revival. Amen, people would fall under conviction. Amen, come on now, God, we need that back. But you don't get conviction unless you get the revival with the spirit of burning. Somebody help me preach. And you'd put all that stuff in the barrel and you'd set it on fire. Or you'd have a you'd have a bond fire. Are you hearing me? My Lord, my God, somebody. Amen. Shout amen tonight. What am I trying to tell you? David didn't celebrate after his victory with an unholy revelry. Amen. Come on now. The Bible said he burned them. Isaiah 4 said when the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion by the spirit of judgment and burning. Isaiah 31 and 9 whose fire amen is in Zion. I want to ask you tonight is there still fire in Zion? I know we pray for Pentecost. Amen. But amen. Sometimes I'm afraid we don't really know what we're asking. If God was to give us a divine Pentecost, it'd burn up the carnality. It'd burn up the flesh. It would burn up, amen, the lukewarmness and the complacency. Amen. Thank God we need the fire. We need the wind. We need the rain. But I'm telling you what the church is needing right now is the spirit of burning. Let me tell you something. You can shout and have a high service and still have the Pentecost of burning. But when we got young people shouting on Sunday night, sweeping their carnal habits under the rug after church, and Monday morning, Dancing to TikTok. We need revival. You tell me what is not worldly about TikTok. Amen. 
you all would put Brother Eddie out quicker than at once. If he preached on Sunday night and then you found him Monday morning, amen, dancing on TikTok with Drake. Are y'all looking at me? Huh? Amen. That, that, amen. I'm telling you, a spirit of burning will put some convictions in your life. Are you hearing me? Amen. It won't let you do it. The Holy Ghost came and sat on them. He didn't flitter and leave. He came and sat. That means the Holy Ghost came to rule. Amen. We must be led of the Spirit. What am I trying to tell you? We're needing more than just a little hype. Amen. And head church. We've been doing that for too long. We've got churches where they shout on Sunday night and the kids are fornicating. Amen. After church. Are you here? You say, no, no, no. I know what I'm talking about. Amen. I've, I've heard about it. Amen. Are you hearing me? It's commonly reported that kind that kind of stuff is going on. And when you've got a church, that's all they're doing is shouting. And all they're doing is leaping. Come on. Oh God, I'm getting I'm getting on out there in it tonight. Are you hearing me? When I was a boy, it's a long time ago. I remember the services. Some of you remember this. When the Holy Ghost fell, son, they shouted out the they shouted. They shouted out the aisles out of the pews. Bobby pins flying. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you spontaneous. Yeah. We've relegated to a place now, Brother Joe, that a move of God. Among the places I go, I don't know about here. I ain't never really seen it here, I don't guess. But it's no more where the Holy Ghost just hits and it's like a bomb goes off. Somebody gets to feeling a little something and they all come to the front. Like a herd mentality. They all come to the front. I'm not mocking. That's not the kind of revival we're needing. We're needing the spirit of burning. Amen. Because we're facing the devil like we've never faced before. And cute church ain't going to deliver the drug drug addict. Cute church. Amen. It's not going to break the fetters that some people are bound with. We need a burning Pentecost. Amen. I want to tell you every time I come to the pulpit. Amen. I pray. I say, Lord. Amen. This sermon is my sacrifice. I've prepared. I've studied. I've prayed. Amen. At times I've shed tears. Amen. Are you hearing me? Amen. And I lay this sacrifice. Amen. Before you. And I pray that you would honor me by touching it with fire. Let it be a sweet smelling savor. And I want to tell you what I feel tonight. I feel like the Holy Ghost has come down upon this evangelist from Louisiana. And he's touched me with fire. Amen. And he wants me to tell Bible way. Amen. Do you want revival? Amen. It may cost you. It may burn some of your trinkets up. It may burn some of your toys up. But I want to tell you God won't take nothing from you. That he won't replace it with something better. Are you hearing me?
got saved. I was addicted to six different types of drugs. Did them pretty periodically. But when I got saved, instantly, God delivered me. He delivered me from every vice that had me bound. Are you hearing me? And there is no high like the most high. I've never looked back. Amen. I've never been sorry. Amen. Since I started out with the Lord. Oh, I wish somebody in this place, amen, would help me. Now, I'm, I, I, I know I need to quit. Amen. But you know, sometimes we pray, God, give me strength. I need your strength. We pray for the strength of God. We act as if strength is packaged up in heaven. And sent by UPS to our front doorstep. But strength in the Christian is something that must be grown. Amen. Strength comes from struggle with obstacles. And struggling. Amen. To overcome. The only way in which a prayer for strength can be answered from God is God has to put that man into a place where he has to struggle. I said that to say this. We have, must watch what we pray. If we're praying for Pentecostal power, how many would say, amen, I want Pentecost. Amen, but when we think of it, we think of just the exhilarating, emotional part of it. And that is part of it. But I'm telling you, God's wanting to give us a revival where he can burn Talked about them 50 gallon, five, fifty five gallon. We got that from the book of Acts, chapter 19. When they burnt their curious arts. They were in Ephesus. They burnt their curious arts and their books. Divination and all that. And it, and it, and it was for, what, 50,000 pieces of silver? They burned all that. I want to ask you, would you burn up some of the stuff that ain't glorifying Jesus in your life? Are the books you're reading glorifying him? Is the music you're listening to glorifying him? Someone told me if you played country western music back backwards, you'd get your car back, your wife back, your dog back, your house back. Huh? I've always preached. Hey man, Christian rock rocks a lot like Christian whiskey. There's no such thing as Christian whiskey, and there's no such thing as Christian rock. Wait, 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 but that preacher, we're not supposed to say things like that anymore. That's because we haven't had a burning Pentecost in a long time. When the Holy Ghost is really burning in your life, he's gonna burn some things out of it. You can't say you've got the Holy Ghost and you can even pull it up on your phone and they're they're cussing and they're drinking and they're smoking and they're laying laying with women and hey man oh it's just a good movie it's just a it's just a guy flick no 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 hey man the Holy Ghost hey man if he comes on you he'll burn that stuff out. Ghost is holy. That's right. Someone's. It's a holy Bible. It's a holy heaven. It's a holy ghost. And it's going to take a holy life. Amen. Come on. 
here to, to legislate it. I'm not here to mark off a list and tell you you can't do this. You, But I want to tell you what you need to do. You need to get somewhere and build an altar until the fire of the Holy Ghost comes upon you in the spirit of burning. That kind of revival cost you. It'll cost you. And there are some things, Brother Eddie, because of where I was, that I can't do that you can do. And, you know, that's where we get, where people get messed up. They start, where God is, He's been telling you, you can't do that because He knows that door is going to lead you back. But it may not even affect someone else. Are you hearing me? My pastor, uh, Brother Billy Ray Hudson, and he's battling all timers now, and it te tears me up. Hey, man, he's just, he's bowed over, and it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just terrible. But he would never play. Okay, I'm trying to make a point here. My pastor would not play dominoes for nothing. He loved me, preached me in revivals, loved me like a son, and I could play dominoes and think nothing of it. But the reason why he didn't play dominoes is because he used to play them for money. And he was afraid if he sat down in a cooled off time, he meant that that door might be opened and he might go back out into that world of the gambling. He meant you say, you say, oh, no, 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 take heed lest ye fall. Are you hearing me? Amen. And I'm telling you, we need a revival of the spirit of burning. Amen. That it puts some. Amen. Put, we need a wall of fire around us. Amen. Come on now. The devil's ravaging families all across our country. Amen. And what we need is a revival of burning Pentecost. We need we need God we need God to put a wall of fire around our families around our children around our ministry somebody help me here tonight I'm about done because I know I'm preaching too long if we look at the first three chapters of the book of Acts we find two things that are closely allied you read it go home and read it tonight a surge of power. And they were facing a surge of power. One. Number two. To face the culture of their day. And that's often, Brother Eddie Sullivan, the missed point. The disciples received Pentecostal power. When they were facing a Pentecostal task. They were facing a world that was in great need. Opportunity was roaring, yet dangers lurked. But in that upper room, if I could outline the book of Acts, amen for you. Hallelujah. Amen. I, amen. It's Jesus went up. The Holy Ghost came down and the disciples went out and they went out with power. Amen. It was going to take more than just a shout. 
It was going to take just more than just a good feeling. It was going to take more than just a goosebump. They were facing Imperial Rome. They were facing the Herods. They were facing the Caesars. And they, God said, if you'll tarry in Jerusalem, amen, I'm going to endue you with power. Amen, from on high. I'm going to put a fire in you that is going to burn so bright. It's going to burn so strong. Amen. The devil ain't going to be able to handle you. And you're going to turn the world upside down. But really I think they turned a world that was already upside down. I believe they turned it back upside right. I want to tell you tonight. We've got a group of Pentecostals back home that are very exclusive. One of the churches has over their church the original Pentecostals. Really? Okay. Sounds good. Huh? And they boast to be apostolic. Oh, I, I got to be careful here. You know, we 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 even got we even got brethren of the Trinity circle that are getting a little soft on that. I'm gonna tell you, they massacre the pre-existence of Christ and the deity of Christ. Amen. I'm trying not to call no names, but my point is this. Amen. They say we're the original apostles. Amen. I'm telling you, I just told you they were getting ready to face dangers. That spirit of burning that was in them, they went everywhere preaching Jesus. They didn't have big churches. They didn't have big bank accounts. They didn't have crowds patting them on the back. They didn't have servants serving them. They were preaching everywhere they went. Amen. And now I look at those that say we are the original Pentecostals. Amen. We came from Peter. Amen. James and John. And you look at their churches and they're like every other church. Amen. They're dark. And the lights. I'm telling you, I'm sick and tired of smoke machines. I'm sick and tired of neon lights. Amen. We need more than talent. We need more than harmony. We need more than melody. We need a Pentecostal burning that'll burn away the dross. That'll... tell you something the initial sign evidence of the Holy Ghost amen was speaking in tongues the abiding sign evidence of the Holy Ghost is a bridal tongue shout all you want to on Sunday night but if you're gossiping and cussing like a sailor on Monday, you don't have him. You might never have me back. I may kill myself before I'm done. But I'm here to tell you tonight. Hallelujah. It is, it is right. 
I'm not preaching it because I come here with an agenda the Bible way. I'm going to straighten them people out. I'm talking about what I've been seeing going on all across the country for the last I don't know how many years. Amen. We, we, we've got it. We've got better singing than we've ever had. We've got better churches than we've ever had. Amen. God's blessed me with a beautiful sanctuary. Amen. But it's not about the sanctuary. It's not about the lighting. It's not about the carpet and the pews and, and the chairs and the and the, and the Yamaha instruments and, and Fender and amen, whatever else that may be. That's good. Amen. And God uses that. But I'm telling you, we need a revival that comes from heaven that'll burn out the jealousies and the pet, petty stuff that is robbing us of the power of the Holy Ghost. The little foxes that are spoiling the vine. Should be praying. Go start the car, as Joey would say. I'm about done. But I'm telling you, the apostles, they didn't go take polls. They didn't take community surveys. We got churches that do that now. Pentecostal churches, they go out, take a survey, find out what the people want. They don't want, and then let's cater to that. I'm not against eating Krispy Kremes in Sunday school, huh? But if we've done that just to cater to get somebody, if it took a cater, if it took a Krispy Kreme to get them to church, it's going to take a Krispy Kreme to keep them in church. So y'all looking at me funny here tonight. Amen. But I'm telling you, you know why? Amen. Because this kind of preaching goes against the grain. We want somebody to come in and be a, we want him to be a Pentecostal fortune teller. We get more excited over personal prophecies. Than we do the preaching of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. I told those boys in that in that prison, I didn't come to be your Pentecostal fortune teller. I don't know where you live. Amen. I don't know your number, but I come to tell you, if you don't get right and you don't get born again, you're, no, you're going to miss heaven. Now let me ask you this question. We need a revival. We need a spirit of burning. Let me ask you this. If... Why are the prophets today always praised and applauded and patted on the back? Right. And the prophets of old were spit on. Their beards yeah, were plucked. Right. They were sawn asunder. They were thrown in prison. It could be people that have itching ears and that can endure sound doctrine. You get to preaching down their row, they're liable to stone you. Maybe not with physical stones, but get home. Get on Facebook. You know how people get, get, get bold on Facebook? You see them in person and they're like, they get on Facebook, Superman! Listen to me. If you don't like everything that's going on at Bible Way, Hey man, come to Brother Eddie personally and talk to him. He's going to appreciate me saying this. Hallelujah. But don't get on Facebook. Yeah. 
and spread it all across the country. Amen. We need a spirit of burning. Oh, Lord, it's quiet. It's quiet. We ain't going to shout. Nope. We may. Shall you think about a song? Hear me. The apostles, they didn't speak our language. We do violence, even myself, to put them in our present day image. Huh? I've never slept in a prison. Are you hearing me? I've never slept out in the, amen, out in the, out in the cold night. Amen. I haven't been spending night and a day in the deep. Neither of you. Even these men that burn this gospel, they knew what sacrifice is. Even if we're not careful, we're raising a generation that's not going to speak the language of our forefathers. Even the culture of our time is their first language. Christianity is the second language. And I'm afraid, amen, that this 21st century church is marrying the spirit of this age and is raising a generation who who do not know the language of God. They do not know the true language of the Holy Ghost. They don't know the language of praise and power. Even they can pull down strongholds. Are you hearing me? I know in 2021 there are shootings and there are bombings and Israel is under attack. I know we live in a nation that is turning pagan. I know the Antichrist Christ's spirit is ascending and the stage is being set. Amen. They've tried to get rid of Trump and if they can they're going to get rid of you. Are you hearing me? But I want to tell you Amen. God is wanting to give up spirit of burning revival. He's wanting to give us a burning Pentecost. Amen. To those who are not going to waste it. That are not going to take it for their own gain. He's going to give it to those that realize there's a task ahead of us that is big. There is a task ahead of us that is dark and we need resources. Talent won't do it. Singing won't do it. Ability won't do it. We need the Holy Ghost amen to fill our souls. Burn up the dross with unquenchable fire. I wish somebody would say, Lord, set my soul on fire. Hallelujah. Are you only wanting to set you on fire to just make you feel good and still live your old fleshly carnal lifestyle? I don't know any of you really very well. So you can't say, he's picking on me. But you can say, the Holy Ghost is dealing with me right now. Sometimes if we as preachers don't say it, the Holy Ghost can't deal. But sometimes when we say it, The Holy Ghost starts dealing. And let me tell you what carnality does not like. Carnality does not like clarity. 
Carnality doesn't like a preacher to get specific, to become directed. But I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost tonight, amen, is putting his finger on the pulse of Bible way. And he's putting the finger on the hearts of good people. And he's wanting to know, are you really ready for the revival that he wants to send into your life? Could you handle it? If he really sent the Pentecostal power and fire that burns. They're in Ephesus. My wife's coming. They're in Ephesus where they burned them books. Ephesus was the church where they left their first love. They didn't lose their first love. They left it. If they would have lost it, they wouldn't know where it was. They left it. They knew where to go back and find it. He said, repent. Remember from whence thou hast fallen and do thy first works. And there's some of you tonight. That's what God's saying to you. Yes. I want you to come back yes. and I want you to do your first works over. Yes. I want you to build an altar. Yes. And I want you to put yourself on that altar because I want to send fire from heaven. I want to purify. In Ephesus, they took them books and they burned them. Let me tell you, the Holy Ghost would like to burn some books tonight. Some of you have some books. I'm not talking about romances. I'm not talking about whatever. I'm not talking about physical books. I'm talking about some books you've been keeping. Books where you've got every... God wants you to bring them books to the altar. And he'd like to burn them with Pentecostal fire. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. I don't feel a kickback from you, church. Amen. I can see. Amen. Hallelujah. God, he is dealing deep. Amen. In some lives. I'm not talking about. You may come Sunday morning after tonight. Brother Eddie, you all may shout and I am not preaching. You know that. I'm not preaching against emotion. I'm not preaching against shouting. But I'm going to tell you, I believe sometimes before we shout, we need to have that time of burning where He sanctifies us and He cleanses us and He makes us holy. Hear me tonight. Sanctification is not a bad word. Holiness is not a bad word. If it makes you gag, amen, and you don't like it, you better not read the Bible because it's all in there. When the Holy Ghost comes, there's that old Church of God preacher, Wade, Wade Horton, I believe. He said, you can't go to the upper room of Pentecost until you first walk the hallway of holiness. Come on now. What I'm trying to tell you is we need a purging and a purifying. 
say, preacher, are, are, are you trying? No, no, no. You don't understand. I pray this way every day. Brother Eddie, every day I present my body a living sacrifice. And I say, Lord, send the fire to my life. Purify me. Cleanse me. Search me and see if there's any wicked way in me. Create a clean heart in me. Let my hands be clean. Let my heart be pure. Let my mind be stayed on thee. Lord, don't let me live this life without the fire of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes it burns me. Sometimes Sometimes it blesses me, but I can't live without an experience in the Holy Ghost. Let's stand. Oh, I preached too long. I'm sorry. Woo. Hallelujah. Would you stretch your hands toward heaven? Hallelujah. Shay, sing, sing a sing a bird course of that. Amen. Before I call them into the altar. Hallelujah. Oh. oh Lord, I'm the power of your spirit Woo! to flow over me. Yeah. Refresh you come on, lift your hands and say yes, Lord. Hallelujah. There is a Church, we need a Pentecostal burning. We need a Pentecostal burning. Hallelujah. Can you look? Is there anybody you lift your hands right now? Say, Lord, Amen. Set my soul on fire. Amen. I know what it may cost me, but set my soul on fire. I know there may be some things I gotta quit doing, but I'd rather have the fire. Set my soul on fire. Oh, come on, come on, come on. He can do it. He can purify you.